I'm Eric Tinker from NextU Consulting, and today we're fortunate to have Niels Van Hove, who is the founder and director at TrueBridges, and we'll be speaking with Niels today about the subject of mental toughness. But before we get into that, I'll give you a quick bio. Niels is a supply chain consultant and mental toughness coach who helps individuals and organizations be themselves at their best. He has a proven track record of delivering results in complex business environments. He's implemented supply chain and business planning transformations in over 10 countries, and he combines his broad 20 years international, organizational, and cross-functional leadership expertise with his accredited coaching skills to help companies align and integrate their business to improve performance. He writes the blog www.supplychaintrend.com, and he lives in Melbourne, Australia. So, Niels, thanks very much for being here with us, and we're very happy to speak to you today about mental toughness. How are things going? Yeah, things are going uh, great, Eric. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Um, it's always uh, delighted to talk to another SNOP expert, and now in, in the context of uh, mental toughness. Yeah, that sounds great. So, what I'd like to do in our uh, talk today is well, let's talk about a little bit about the definition of mental toughness, talk some of the benefits for application, especially in business situations, as well as provide some specific tips that can be implemented immediately to start using the principles. Uh, does that sound okay? That sounds great, Eric. All right, great. Well, why don't we start um, by just uh, defining, uh, say, what is mental toughness? Well, the formal definition, Eric, is uh, it's a personality trait which determines in, in some part how individuals perform uh, when they're exposed to stressors, pressure, and, and challenges. Um, so it's really about being the best you can under any circumstances. And personality trait is, you know, are distinguished qualities or characteristics any human has um, in, in this mental uh, toughness sphere. And, um, it's universal, it's applicable in all walks of life, uh, but the most important thing uh, is it can increase or decrease. So we know it's developable, and uh, although it's not the only factor, we know it's extremely uh, significant. Um, but let me also mention some of the fallacies, mental toughness fallacy out there, and tell you what it's not. Um, it's not about winning. Uh, many people think it's about winning, but it's about being the best you can under any circumstances, setting your personal best every day. Um, it's not male or macho. Actually, the old data shows that uh, male, male or female are equally mentally tough. So there's no hardly any difference there in, in, in gender. gender. Um, some people think it's all about me or it's all about a mental tough person. That, that's also not true. Um, there's a, a strong correlation between uh, mental tough individuals and emotional intelligence. So mentally tough individuals actually can read and perceive and manage um, emotions very well. So those are some of the fallacies on, um, in mental toughness. Okay, and where does it come from? Uh, what's the history? Well, it's really two sides of it. Uh, it's a practitioner side and it's the academic side. And for the pra uh, practitioner side, we really have to give credit to Jim Lur, which is um, a, 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 a sport coach uh, who actually first defined mental toughness in 1982. Um, and he defined it as the ability to consistently uh, perform towards the upper range of your 
capability, regardless of competitive circumstances. So that's that's was that was in '82, and Jim Lur really um, coached a lot of um, top athletes, a lot a lot in tennis. I coached Andrew Agassi, Monica Sellers, Jim Courier, the U.S. Olympic team, and he coached for the Nick Bollicieri Tennis Academy, um, and he really put mental toughness on, on the map. And he also realized it can be learned. It's an essential quality in the mind of, of top performers. And he developed also um, a psychological performance inventory, you call it, to measure mental, uh, mental toughness. However, that has never been peer-proved academically, um, proved um, his, his measurement. Now, from the academic side, it really comes back from first uh, uh, to resilience, uh, which is the ability to deal with adverse situations, um, which is still a, a passive concept. Something happens to you and you can deal with it. Um, later, in the academic came to um, a term of hardiness, which added a, a proactive uh, part uh, to resilience. They actually did research on, um, on uh, resilient managers who actually enjoyed being in adverse situations. Um, so they showed the proactiveness to get in these challenges, uh, challenging situations. And that was called hardiness. Now, Professor Peter Clough added another attribute to that, which is confidence. Uh, he did a lot of research on, on sport, uh, in sport as well, and he realized that confidence was a part um, in, uh, in performance as well. And he had the fourth, the fourth C um, called confidence. Now, mental toughness actually has four Cs. The control, which means I really believe I can do it and I can keep my emotions in check. Commitment, I promise I do it and I'll set it all. The challenge, I'm driven to do it and setbacks make me stronger. And the confidence, I believe I have the ability to do it um, and I have the interpersonal confidence to do it. So those four C's are really now the definition, the approved or agreed academic definition of mental toughness. And and, and why is it important? What, uh, what are the benefits? Um, well, this, this personal benefit on the individual level, and there's, uh, there's team benefit. But on personal uh, level, I mean, people are better able to perform on the stress. And they're proven to better decisions on the stress. They actually sleep better. Um, they show high emotional intelligence. Um, in school environment, there's less bullying. Um, and they show, in general, more positive behavior. Um, but one in, in interesting statistics is that the performance improvement is up to 25% more than uh, individuals that are uh, mentally sensitive, uh, which is important to understand as well. We don't say people are mentally weak or mentally tough. We say they are mentally sensitive or mentally tough. Now, on, on team level, you can imagine if more mentally tough people are part of a team, again, you see those positive behaviors, better teamwork, they're more change ready, and they actually enjoy challenges and enjoy taking a bit more risk, and they're open uh, to take risk. And you see again, better decision making and improved performance. So these are of course all, all outcomes, that, uh, all uh, outcomes I mentioned here, they're based on published research. Um, so we see a whole uh, lot of um, yeah, positive outcomes of being mentally tough. Yeah, I really like that point you made about being able to take risks a little bit more because 
certainly in our world, uh, if you want to get something, you need to be able to risk something. So, uh, and as leaders, uh, they they all have to do that. So, uh, ah, excellent. Exactly. Excellent. Yeah, and and um, you can a little bit about uh, you alluded to measurements. Uh, how 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 do how would we measure uh, mental toughness? Well, Professor Peter Clough, who developed the four C's in the academic uh, definition of mental toughness, he created um, a, a survey uh, which is called the, the MTQ48. Not a great marketing term, maybe, but it means mental toughness questionnaire 48. There's 48 questions, and it's a psychometric tool, as it's called, which is basically just an instrument, uh, instrument which makes predictions on uh, some aspects of, of, of the people completing it. Um, and this statistical tool, it's important to understand that it's um, academically uh, validated, it's valid, it's reliable, it's been peer-proved, and it's the only um, tool in the world at the moment that has been academically peer-proved, uh, peer so it's valid and, and reliable. So Professor Peter Clough um, developed this tool, and with those 48 questions, which are really easy to use and accessible, um, people can understand their own mental toughness versus a benchmark group of 8,000 individuals on those four C's of control, commitment, challenge, and confidence. Wow, okay. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of history around the principles of positive thinking, and I think there's been some renewed focus and energy here uh, in uh, in recent times. Um, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we talked about the, you know, the world becoming more complex for all of us and, you know, how do we deal with all of this? Um, and, you know, we, we talked about the, the four C's there. Is that really the um, the main points around the framework or are there are there other emphasis points or, or newer points uh, that the concepts of mental toughness would be emphasizing? Well, the, the, really the four the attributes of mental toughness are really the four C's, the control, commitment, challenge, and, and confidence. And um, so the control part is actually uh, divided in two. It's uh, take life control, so the belief you can do things, and emotional control, so you keep your emotion in check uh, when doing things. And the confidence factor is also um, uh, is two parts. It, it's confidence in your own abilities, so you believe you can do abilities, and there's uh, interpersonal confidence. So you actually, you're confident in having relationships uh, with people. So um, those really that defines um, mental toughness. And you're right that the principles of positive thinking have been around for 25, 30 years. But what we've seen is that a lot of research last maybe 10, 15 years in, in neuroscience. Um, have found that we actually can change our brain. Our brain is plastic, as they call it, and by practicing, uh, doing practice, we can actually change our brain structure uh, to become um, good in something. We used to think that it was up to 25 years old, but actually now it's proven we can do that our whole life. And what's, what's it, it, this created, I think, a new interest indeed, and we see more uh, focus on resilience, mindfulness, as well in business, but I see it in my daughter's classroom. Uh, she's seven years old. They talk about resilience and mindfulness. So it, 
becomes a bit of a, a trend, which I think is a good thing. But I think the big difference in, in mental toughness is there's this proactiveness part of it. We, um, you don't let life happen to you. You can take control and change your situation. It's okay to feel discomfort um, and get out of your comfort zone and deal with those emotions. Um, so really the proactiveness, I think that that's a new side uh, of mental toughness. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Certainly getting out in front of problems uh, in a proactive manner uh, is, uh, I think, so, uh, more conducive to, uh, to being successful in uh, today's complex environments. Um, you, you, you said earlier at the beginning of our discussion about, uh, you know, the area of sales and operations planning and with uh, business leaders and supply chain leaders and what are some situations that you see where individuals in, uh, in those areas can uh, apply the principles of mental toughness? Well, if I come back to those four C's again, uh, which really are the four attributes of mental toughness, Eric, I mean, start with commitment. And um, the simple commitment to disciplines needed for SNOP. Get on time to a meeting or start a meeting on time. Keep an agenda. Don't use your mobiles. Listen attentively, be in the moment, and contribute. Um, these are, seem like small things, but they take commitment. And you and I both know that commitment is not always there in the, in the meeting room. Um, let's take the example of control, the emotional control. If this, uh, discussions get heated, um, they can go out of hand. They, um, but we need to keep our emotions in check. Emotions are good but they should, they should not ruin uh, a conversation. Um, and the last part, confidence or a challenge. Um, we need to have confidence to challenge each other, challenge, others, challenge our, our, our managers in a, in a constructive way. If we don't, um, the real issues don't come on the table. And there's actually an example I just read in Australia. Um, there's a phenomenon called groupthink where a group of people just want to have a desired outcome and don't challenge each other anymore. That's been called out as one of the greatest risks to corporate growth in Australia. So if people don't challenge each other anymore and just agree on a number of things and we don't challenge the status quo anymore, um, we, we, we miss growth opportunities. And the mentally tough person feels very confident to challenge his peers or MD or anybody in the room in a, in a, in a constructive way. But these are some of the situations which are applicable to to business and SNOP, Eric. Yeah, I mean, I, especially if we think about SNOP and it, it's solving the uh, the problems and the cross-functional integration points and uh, making those cross-functional decisions uh, in environments where uh, there may be some different agendas uh, in the room, and uh, I can really see how focusing on on the four C's uh, can uh, can really help uh, people uh, interact uh, a little bit more productively. And my next question is a, a little bit about um, the applications for, for teams. Uh, do, do you feel um, that it really takes a leader in a team to, to kind of point these, these things out uh, or what would you recommend uh, for uh, for teams uh, trying to uh, to get better with uh, implementing uh, the principles of mental toughness? 
Look, I think first of all, mental toughness is, is a personal desire. You know, you need to have a personal desire to be the best you can every day, and and what you pick or what you wanna what you wanna do. But if you apply it to teams, uh, we know that many teams perform better than mentally sensitive teams, independent on on cultural differences. Differences. So the first needs to be this interest to become mentally tough and better. Uh, the awareness needs to be there on what it actually is, and then the um, the personal awareness on where you sit as a as, as a as an individual or as a group. For example, if I score low on challenge, I, I don't like change that much. I don't see the risk that much. If I'm high on, on, on challenge, I try new things all the time. If you have two of these people, different uh, high on challenge and low on challenge in one team, um, they also need to stand on each other. So you can reconcile between your differences while as a team, you grow to be more challenging or more mentally tough. Um, but it starts, I believe, always from the self, from the person. Um, whatever a manager or a team manager said, or even I as a coach, if I sit in front of somebody who doesn't really want to change, doesn't really want to accept the, the improvement opportunities, um, there's nothing you can do. So it starts really with the person or the individual to be the best, um, they have the desire to be the best you can be. Okay, all right. And we, we talked a, a little bit about the test that's available. I, I want to come back to that a little bit later in yeah. our uh, our discussion. But um, let's say we, uh, we didn't want to go through the whole testing process and so forth. Uh, are there some steps or techniques that that people could implement simply and quickly uh, to uh, to try to implement the techniques of mental toughness uh, and improve our effectiveness. Yeah, so I mean, what we call intervention techniques, and it really depends on you know the coaching conversation and what stops people from 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 performing better. But some of the the simple interventions, and let let me get back to that example of you know uh, don't having not having the confidence to to challenge. The status quo, or your your peers, or your MD. Um, a simple uh, simple technique is just visualization. So you close your eyes and you do it. You do it. You do it in your head. It's the it's the safest place to practice something. And we can actually trick our brain to getting used to that. So if you have the conversation you have and you really visualize it, your brain structure starts getting used to that. Um, visualization is one uh, very simple but powerful. Um, intervention, self-talk. Um, you know, if you're positive about yourself and you you say you know you, you uh, your content, you can you know you can talk yourself up and you can put yourself in a positive mindset before you challenge somebody. Um, and but what's also always important is just you know plan it. Uh, sounds sounds simple. But if you're struggling with um, confronting somebody or challenging the status quo, plan what you're going to say and use an anchor, a moment in a meeting when you're going to say it. So visualization, self-talk, um, and using an anchor um, are, are some simple interventions. And if we, but if we look at broader life, uh, just general positivity, we know it outperforms negativity. So if you come home and every night you you you, you discuss with your kids the three best things of the day or with your wife or your partner or what went well, put yourself in that positive mindset 
it's already um, proven to be performance improving. Okay, all right, excellent. And if if somebody wanted to uh, have more information, uh, just to learn more about the subject, maybe on their own informally, what uh, what might you recommend for them? I, I really, Eric, I really rep I recommend the book Deve Developing Mental Toughness. It's written by uh, Professor Peter Klopp, which developed the four C's. Um, it's co-written by uh, Doc uh, Um It's a very hard surname, but it's Polish. <laughs> um, so Professor Peter Klopp defined the four C's. Um, basically, the whole history of this is described how he gets to um, his definition of, of mental toughness. Um, it also talks about the measurement, NPQ white, which I already uh, alluded to. But it also talks about intervention um, methods. Um, and it shows a lot, a lot, a lot of um, studies which actually confirm or, or prove that uh, it is performance improving. Um, so that's, uh, I would really recommend that book, Developing Mental Toughness by Peter Clark. Okay, okay. And I, I want to come back a little bit to uh, the, uh, the diagnostic that, um, that you referred to. And if they wanted to get into it a little bit deeper, uh, how could they go ahead and take that MTQ48? Yeah, so the MTQ48 is an online uh, survey which uh, any accredited uh, mental toughness practitioner um, can set up. So if I have your email, I can set it up for you online. If you fill in the uh, 48 questions, you actually get an um, improvement report or first a status report of the four Cs. Where do you score? Where are your benchmarks? Uh, with a lot of improvement suggestions, um, so that's that's an easy uh, that's where you can start. Uh, the questions are easy; it's, it's very affordable, and I did it for a purpose. I really wanted to keep it uh, cheap compared to other psychometric tools. And of course, then it's all about okay, what are you going to do with it, and do you need a coaching conversation to help you um, address some of these improvement opportunities? But the survey itself, um, yeah, it's an online survey with. Um, which, which can be set up uh, at any time if you're interested. Okay, and um, and this is something that that you and your company do uh, quite a lot of, and uh, so forth as a as a surface offering. In addition to your work in sales and operations planning and supply chain improvement, uh, um, if, if someone were interested in that. Um, what would be the best way to connect with you, or do you want to talk a little bit more about uh, the services that uh, your company provides in this area? Yes, uh, yes, of course, Eric. Um, look, yeah, I'm um, I'm a business consultant. I improve supply chain and and, and 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 sales and operation planning. That's my business focus. But I'm also a coach, and I I find it too. And I always almost see them as um, you know the behavioral part is is so important. I think these days that. I really have a big focus on that coaching area and it's an important part of my, my value proposition. Uh, but if anybody has a specific interest in, in mental toughness or want to uh, try the this, this survey or a coaching conversation, they can always connect with me on, on LinkedIn or send me an email on uh, niels at truebridges.com um, and, and, and we'll take it from there, Eric. Okay. All right. That sounds good. So uh, we've got your information and then also uh, the book from uh, 
Professor Clow. Um, so those, those sound very helpful. Um, anything else uh, that uh, might be interesting to share or any, any final remarks? Well, Eric, I mean, I can talk to this for, for a whole day, and I do workshops with teams as well. <laughs> and so it, it's, I'm, I'm really excited by, you know, uh, the concept of mental toughness, and I see so many applications for, even you know, my daughter is seven, uh, up to an, uh, an, uh, a finance director in, in his 40s, which I'm coaching, and everybody can take learnings to become the better version of yourself and, and perform at your best under, under any circumstances. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited and, and we'll keep exploring in uh, this area and make it part of my value proposition. But again, if anybody has an interest or a question, yeah, just just drop me a note. Yeah, well, well, thanks very much, Niels. It's uh, certainly some food for thought for for all of us. We um, we all have improvement opportunities. I, I think many of us uh, are are trying to get better and and to uh, to address the challenges and disappointments that uh, that we all deal with, uh, it, it also it, it doesn't seem like uh, it, it takes too much to to put some of these ideas into uh, into practice. Um, yes. It, yeah. yeah. It's one of. Sorry, Eric. Yeah, no, it's one of the beauties. It's it's no rocket science. All the intervention techniques are pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah, okay. Well, I, uh, I hope our audience can benefit from these suggestions and take care for now. And uh, thanks also to our audience for listening and uh, best in your improvement efforts. <laughs> okay, best of your improvement efforts. Thanks for having me, Eric. All right, pleasure.